0: Go to overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk slash online therapy to get 20% off your first month of cognitive behavioural therapy with weekly sessions online with a therapist in addition to worksheets, a journal, meditation and yoga videos and unlimited messaging. There's strong evidence that CBT can help people who hoard and accessing therapy online can be affordable and accessible. Find out more and get your discount at overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk slash online therapy.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
0: Welcome to the Overcome Compulsive Hoarding with That Hoarder podcast. I am drowning in stuff and trying to find a way out. Listen as I explore the issues and delve deep of somebody profoundly affected by hoarding disorder. Find out more, including links to subscribe to the podcast at overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk and follow me on Twitter at That Hoarder and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash that hoarder. So today I want to talk about digital clutter and I think that my opinions and experience of this don't match up with a lot of what other people say about digital clutter. Many people say it's just as bad as physical clutter. There's no point Organising your life if you're just going to clutter up the internal storage on your phone. But I'm going to talk a bit around that and, and explain where I come from, really. So, as part of my hoarding disorder, I have a really bad habit of needing to keep track of things by holding on to stuff. As if, if I don't keep proof of something then it didn't really happen or I'll forget immediately so say if I wanted to track how much bread I was eating I wouldn't just trust myself to remember I would keep the bag the bread came in for instance that's not a real example but that kind of thing I feel like I will forget things if I don't have physical proof in front of me And I feel like I'll lose track. And for some reason, both of those things feel like terrible possibilities. So I want to do all I can to avoid them. And that often manifests in keeping hold of something. Now, obviously, this contributes massively to my clutter whenever it affects me. And it's just one more argument I have to have with myself. It's just one more thing that I have to make decisions about. And it's one more thing that I've either got to find space for or got to throw away. And I already have enough of that to be dealing with. So something I've started doing in several areas of my life is tracking and keeping records with apps on my phone. So, for instance, for various reasons, I get a bit obsessive about tracking how much water I drink. I drink a lot of water, and I want to keep track. I don't know why either. Just I just do. And so, the risk would be that I would want to keep a piece of paper with notes, or I would want to keep water bottles, or I would want to keep water bottle lids, or... Any variety of those, any combination of those. But what I did was I downloaded a water tracking app to my phone. I turned off the reminders. I think most people get it, get that kind of app to be reminded to drink water. I didn't particularly want that, so I turned that off. But instead, every time I finish a bottle of water, I add it to this app so I know how much I've drunk. And I know when. And that might feel like a really weird thing to keep track of. Just saying it out loud makes me think it's a really weird thing to keep track of. But it takes seconds out of my day and it's no problem at all. A more understandable thing to keep track of is I've been keeping track of how many rubbish bags I throw out. This is to keep me motivated on my de-hoarding journey. And it is to remind myself whenever I start to lose faith or start to dismiss the progress I've made, I can look at the number of bags that I've thrown out and feel a sense of achievement and feel like, yep, there's a long way to go, but look, you have made progress. Now again, I could keep note of this on paper, but I would lose the piece of paper. You know, that's just The nature of, of, of how I live. I could try and store it in my head, but that would be one extra thing to think about and I would never trust my memory. I would never quite know that I'd remembered the right number. And so again, I got a different app. It's just a counting app. And every time I take a rubbish bag out, I tap the widget and it adds one to my number, and it means that I know now that, let me have a look, there we are, I have thrown out 241 bags of rubbish, and stuff, and God knows what else. Now that, even if I'm really down on myself, I have to say objectively That's quite impressive, 241 bags of rubbish out of the house. That's great. And so if I feel terrible, and I feel like, oh God, you keep saying you're going to de-hoard and look how you still live, I can go, yeah, okay, the place is still a mess. But 241 bags, that's good going, that's good going. Another thing that some hoarders find useful when they're getting rid of stuff particularly for things that might have a nostalgic value or memories associated with them, is to take photos, of, on again on your phone, of those things before you donate them or throw them out. That way you've still got access to something that reminds you of that thing without having to use the physical space to store it. I've done that occasionally. It's not for me one of my big kind of strategies but I wouldn't hesitate to do it if I thought it was going to be useful. It's a great strategy and as I mentioned I think last week I buy books on Kindle now and if I buy too many books then my bank balance suffers but I don't have to find somewhere for them to live and if I lose them Well, I can't lose them because they're still there on the device. And if I delete them off the device, I can re-download them from the website. So for me, doing that digitally saves me a lot of space and actually kind of streamlines my life a bit better. And I think all of those things are great. They're good for me. They're good for many hoarders. They are useful strategies that can help us get through this endless battle to emerge from the cocoon of items we live in. If that means taking random photos, or if it means tapping a widget every time I throw out a bag, that's no trouble at all, really. But there are people who say, no, you shouldn't do these things because you're just transferring physical clutter Into digital clutter and it's just as disorganized and it takes up a different kind of space and your phone will run out of room and you'll regret it basically.
1: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
0: Now you might have guessed by now that I disagree with this take for two main reasons. Firstly, Storage on phones, on laptops, on cloud storage like Dropbox, like Gmail. The storage available to us gets bigger every year. Exponentially bigger every year. I remember a laptop kind of 20 years ago that I didn't dare download photos onto because they took up too much space. Whereas now, you know, modern laptops can not only store... A lot of photos. But we can also back that up to the cloud and so we can keep hold of things without them being on our devices. I used to have physical external hard drives to keep backups of like my music and my photos. Now that's all done digitally. And so it's not the case. With every phone we upgrade, with every new computer we get, it's no longer the case that storing 20 photos of a dress, never mind two, or scans of your great aunt's wedding pictures, will that by keeping those, you won't be able to store other things. There is space these days, and the space available to us gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I've got so many books on my Kindle, and I'm not close to my device's storage limit. I know some people have older phones, have older laptops, and I'm not discounting that. And if you do have those and you have trouble storing things digitally for that reason, then obviously this argument doesn't apply to you. And and that's stressful and I guess involves having to come up with other solutions. But for a lot of people... And increasingly over time, more and more people, it's no longer a big issue. It's no longer an issue at all. And the other reason I don't think that digital clutter is anywhere near as bad as physical clutter is that for some of us, organising digital files makes a lot more sense than organising physical objects. I don't know why. But, like, my computer files are so well organised. I can find what I need really quickly, nearly all of the time. I have a system, and it's pretty logical to me. I'm not sure how logical it would be to anyone else, but for me, it works, and I'm the only person who needs to access them, so that's fine. On my phone, I've got different, like, photo albums for different things. I think partly it's because... One of my issues with sorting and getting rid of stuff is I have trouble categorising things. I have trouble working out which category an item should go in. If there are two or more potential categories, I don't know which one it should go with. And this is an ongoing issue I face in de-hoarding. But with physical files... Just editing for a second to say that when I said physical files then... I meant digital files. If you really can't decide between two folders, you can just copy it into both. And the other thing, if you really can't find something on your computer, so even if unlike me you struggle to organize your digital files as well, a lot of people will. Computers and phones will search for us. You can press control F or go to a search box and find where you put your last job application form that you want to copy and paste from for a new job or you can find find by date the photos you took on your birthday or that kind of thing so there is a logic to computer files that somehow I have that I don't have with physical stuff but there are also ways of searching Times I wish I had a control F function in my house. (laughs) If I could just go, where is the cellar tape? And control F it, and it would tell me that it's for some reason in the bathroom. That would save me so much time. But that does exist on my computer, and there are equivalents in my phone. And so digital clutter, even if you can't keep it organised doesn't have to disappear forever. And so those are the reasons why I would say that digital clutter can get on top of you, but nowhere near as much as physical clutter can. So even if you do just replace one compulsion with another, i.e. saving it in real life versus saving it on your phone, I would say most of the time it does a lot less damage if you do it digitally compared to if you do it physically in just one second I'll give you my top tip of the week in the meantime please do subscribe to the podcast review it five stars would be amazing and share it with your friends or anyone who might be interested or who might benefit from it it all really helps to find out more ways to support the website the podcast and my overall de-hoarding project go to overcome compulsive hoarding dot co dot u k slash support now back to your top tip okay top tip of the week this week i'm going to present to you the thirty second rule and this rule is that if you see something that needs doing and it will take less than thirty seconds, do it now. no excuses don't think about it. just tie the top of the bin bag. Or put the empty toilet roll into the bin. If it will take less than 30 seconds, just do it. And an awful lot of tasks actually fit into this category. You might think, oh, I can't be bothered. But then you think 30 seconds is really not that much of a commitment. Uh, <laughs> surely I can manage that. And again, this is, you know, th- these are tiny things that you would achieve in 30 seconds. But all progress is good progress, and so even if it's just putting the empty toilet roll holder or all the empty toilet roll holders that have built up into a bin bag, and it will take you less than thirty seconds, just do it now. Okay, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Overcome Compulsive Hoarding podcast. You can find more online at Overcome Compulsive Hoarding dot you can find me on twitter at that hoarder and on facebook at overcome compulsive hoarding with that hoarder to find out more about how you can support this podcast and the overall project go to overcome compulsive forward slash support and do subscribe to this podcast so you make sure you don't miss any future episodes Getting professional support as a hoarder can make all the difference. Having somebody on your side who can help you to learn about yourself and make progress in your home is invaluable, but finding an affordable therapist can be a nightmare. Accessing therapy online gives you the option to find the right person who doesn't even have to be in the same country as you, never mind the same town or city. OnlineTherapy.com offers a weekly live session with a CBT therapist, for individuals or couples. It offers unlimited messaging, worksheets, a journal, and even yoga and meditation videos to help you cope. I have a special link for you that will get you a discount at overcomecompulsivecording.co.uk slash online therapy. As you know, I've had CBT, and two years later, I still use the realizations I had about myself as well as the skills I learned. Listeners tell me that you've started to use some of the skills I've shared on this podcast. CBT is a therapy with a broad evidence base that is widely used for a range of mental health difficulties, including hoarding. OnlineTherapy.com specializes in CBT, and if you're not happy with your therapist, you can change to a new one with the click of a button, and prices start at $40 a week which, if you've seen a therapist before, you'll know is incredibly cost-effective. What's more, if you use my link, you can get a whopping 20% off your first month. So sign up at overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk slash online therapy and get 20% off your first month with your new online CBT therapist.